Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. My name is Ray Park. You may know me as playing Dark Moon of Phantom Menace, Bone Wars, and also... Solo and Star Wars story. You're listening to Star Wars Stuff Podcast. The Force is strong with you all. And remember, sit Hey, this is Dominic Pace, who plays Gecko the Bounty Hunter from The Mandalorian, letting you all know you are listening to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. Wishing everybody all the best, and may the Force be with you. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to this very special edition of the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. My name is David. That's it. Just oh, I was waiting. Yeah, going. Also joined by Kyle, <laughs> Ryan, and Robert. <laughs> Some uh, really big pop culture brains here that I was telling them earlier. But yeah, this is a very special edition. I've been trying to get these guys on the podcast forever. Kyle's been on the podcast before, and we've talked a lot about Star Wars stuff in general. But yeah, I really want to get Robert and Ryan's opinions on Star Wars in general. So. Ryan, what is your opinion on the state of Star Wars right now? Uh, as far as like filming goes or the shows or I mean, just whatever oh, speaks to you, whatever. I mean, as far as the films goes, I mean, it just it's it's been very hectic, man, when it comes down to the episodes and everything, how they really how Disney really transitioned uh, the movies and everything from, you know, uh, I'll go on record. I've said it so many times, you know, The Force Awakens is probably my favorite of the new trilogy. The Force Awakens is my number. That's the best, you know. It, it gave hope. It gave something original, something different. A Stormtrooper could question, like, oh, man, like, I'm, you know, I, I'm. what am I doing? Like, something very different. And then The Last Jedi just killed that potential and then and then the next movie just annihilated everything just and then you get all this drama on record like well, i'm gonna go into all the behind the scenes stuff saying oh that wasn't the original plan by the way um but as far as the tv shows goes we all know this like the tv shows the, you know they're really good man they're really good they're very entertaining you know it's weird how they're almost to a state to where and i, I compare this a lot because you know dc has a similar issue to where um like they're almost at a state to where like the animation and the and their TV shows are so good, and then their movies, their episode movies are just they don't know where to do with it. I, I don't know if it is. I mean, besides Rogue One, right? Let's I'll be honest. There. Besides Rogue One, Solo was just so freaking cheesy as hell. Don't even get me started. What was? How did you get your name? Oh, you're by yourself, Solo. Like I was like, what? I I really wanted some creativity there, but that was just I, I don't know. Again, I could be holding holding it on a pedestal and everything, and I'm I call me crazy, but I just wanted some origin, you know, original creativity there. Uh, be, you know, because we all love these characters and we all fall in love with, the, uh, we all have a favorite character that we love or hate it in this whole saga and everything. And I just, we all could connect to each, you know, to uh, either the same character or different characters in general. But yeah, as far as the episodes goes, I mean, I'm on board to see what more they can do as far as creativity. Cause hopefully they don't rely because they said it already, right? They said it, announced it. We're not going to rely on the Skywalker saga, but I don't know, man. The way they're going about with the, not to saying, because I'm excited for Obi-Wan, but when them saying that and then they're bringing up an Obi-Wan series relying strictly on the Skywalker saga, kind of, it's just, it's definitely, it's definitely different when it comes down to like, um, you know, 
episodes and points and everything. So I'm I'm excited to see what more as far as film goes. And I think we got is Rogue, Rogue Squadron, right? Is that still coming out? We're not quite sure. Uh, <laughs> I was all like, yeah. I'm... Celebration, so we're kind of uh, wait, I'm ex- just wait and see. Yeah. And then the TV shows, uh, what was the other one? Um, and- Andor? I'm sorry. Andor, yeah. Andor, yeah. I'm excited for that. Yeah. yeah. And then what they really should have done instead of focusing on like, um, again, that was just a point of opinion here. Uh, like instead of just doing like, oh, we're doing a new saga or a new uh, trilogy after that, they should have just done Old Republic and just create some whole new different you know i mean they have they have the means to do it i mean they, you know it i just feel like that they're gonna stick to what everyone knows and that skywalker in, in that in that context but yeah that sums it up pretty much for me <laughs> robert what are your general <laughs> feelings on uh, the state of the franchise it's great that's it. nice no, I'm just kidding. Oh, I, was, I was like, what? I was like, what? Don't tell me that. I was like, I've seen your show. I was like, don't tell me that. I was like, Ryan, you clearly hit a nerve with Ryan, right? It's just like, I got all of this to give to you in the world of Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, no, man, it's a, it's we're, we're on the cusp of greatness. We could be on the cusp of greatness. Like, we were so close. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's it's I, I like that the missteps kind of happened early on in the franchise's revival into cinematic glory uh, because it, I feel like it whipped them back into shape to say, hey, you kind of maybe need to plan and pay attention to this a little bit more mm-hmm. than just going with it. You know, we we all, when we heard J.J. Abrams, we figured, you know, for the most part, like, all right, like, it's, it's a good hands, right? It's J.J. Yeah. Like, why yeah. not? But then, you know, the the thing that they did with bringing in the multiple directors and then severing that and rewriting and bringing J.J. to the end, I just feel like there was a lot of uh, course correction versus execution of a predetermined plan. And and I feel like that just comes with who's in charge of it. You got to have visionaries yep. and Filoni and <clears throat> Favreau, who, again, weren't ready Filoni wasn't ready, ready. He he didn't want to take over that kind mm-hmm. of mantle. He was busy with Clone Wars, focusing on his world, building up a little bit more uh, confidence to the point where he could carry that over to a much grander scale. And then Favreau. Favreau was barely getting his feet wet when it came yeah. to the technology with what he did with the Jungle Book. He was so excited for what they were able to do with the digital aspect of Jungle Book and carry that over to what would eventually become his participation in Star Wars. So I feel like, you know, we needed to find those four sensitive subjects out there. They needed Mm. to organically be, you know, fostered and created in the world of Star Wars. And they did. And it happened fairly early on. We just happened to misstep a few Mm. entries into the saga, which it's unfortunate, but it ain't over. (laughs) <laughs> we're starting we got kind yeah. of a clean slate and i feel like yeah. you know if they're willing to take a, a title off the platform like rogue squadron because it ain't ready because they don't really feel like they've got all their ducks in a row then maybe and of course after wonder woman 84 maybe they realize we need to recheck this but uh i i, I feel positive in the sense that you know all our franchises have had hard times star wars has had multiple hard times and then there's something pretty badass that gets us you know blubbering like in our reactions to the mandalorian where once they realize they think that luke gets the clicks and luke is the one that everybody was you know chomping at the bit for uh that they'll probably milk that for at least skywalker saga i mean yeah a little longer 
they did that last season. That's why I kind of, I, I kind of was like um, on board for it. But then when they kind of did it, a little it back too, immediately, yeah, I was just <laughs> like, what? Am I watching? Is this the Mandalorian season or is this Book of Bubba? Like, it was just so confusing, so misleading. I just feel like everyone's all like, "Let's try this." Oh, wait, wait, no, we can do this. Oh, no, 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 we can put Ahsoka in there. We can. I was just like, "Who's leading this show?" Like, it, it, it just felt misdirected. And like you said, it already comes out. And I, again, though, when, when I talk about like the episode, I'm like the episode movies. I'm, I'm, I don't blame Ryan Johnson. He's a freaking. I mean, if anyone sees Knives Out, he's a really good director. I just felt like the the behind the scenes stuff with Catherine Kennedy and all that it wasn't she wasn't directing, um, at least in a at least at least from our standpoint I mean from my standpoint it didn't feel like she was directing like a certain uh, we're gonna do this we're gonna run with this game plan almost like a Kevin Feige right like that's how we kind of somewhat want in that sense you know someone to just say we're doing this plan and we're gonna execute instead of like just changing it midway because fans did not like Last Jedi or Spikes. fans were split. Feige's a visionary. Kennedy is not. I, I can argue with you there, brother. <laughs> I'm not going to argue with you. I, agree. I, I, I To interject here, guys, I think part of it for me is it's the Skywalker saga is almost like they're it's like Linus's blanket. They need to take it away from them, from, from all the creators and say, no, go create something new. Mm-hmm. Spread your wings a little bit. Quit. We need to get outside of that comfort zone of the Skywalker saga. Yes. Agreed. Yeah, which totally leads us to uh, one of the big stories that kind of broke this last week. Uh, Michael Waldron, who is the writer of the Loki series, uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, he uh, actually did speak about the uh, actual process of going through and and creating, writing Kevin Feige's Star Wars film that we haven't heard much of anything from. Uh, People were starting to wonder about that almost as much as wondering about the Ryan Johnson trilogy that was it was given uh, yeah. via Kathleen Kennedy to Ryan, but uh, he's basically come out and said that it's not tied to anything. Hmm. And when I heard that, I thought he meant it's not tied to anything in live action, animation, books, video games. But a hmm. lot of people are kind of thinking that it's it's it might very well be tied to Knights of the Old Republic or the Old Republic. But from yeah. his quote that he gave. It feels like it's going to be brand new everything, which is the same thing we were promised for Ryan Johnson's trilogy. I'm excited about Michael Waldron, <laughs> especially Kevin Feige, because Kevin Feige has a lot of great films under his belt. And he is a big Star Wars fan. Apparently, he's bigger than Marvel, a bigger fan than anything, pretty much. Um, we've told the story many times on the podcast that he was the one that put the HasLab Katana uh uh, the uh, the Haslab, um, the very first project they did, it, it was crowdfunded, and I believe it was about five hundred dollars, and they had two hundred more units to sell. And Kevin Feige actually stepped in and he bought those two hundred units just so that yeah. um, that that skiff from uh, Jabba the Hutt uh, mm-hmm. in Return of the Jedi could be funded. And so apparently, someone I, I forget who exactly said this. Um, I think. I think it might have been Lauren Miller that said this. Um, I don't know. Someone said it. Uh, they went to his house and he had about 200 boxes of that toy just lying around inside of his house. So they saw the proof. They saw the evidence. And Kevin Feige, he's done the Star Wars show and he's talked about his love and the fact that he used that whole kind of marketing campaign that Star Wars used 10 years after, I believe, Return of the Jedi for the first or 
Star Wars: The New Hope after the first ten years, and that's when he put the the ten in the Marvel Studios logo before mm. some of the films. Gotcha. But what do you guys think, mm. Kevin Feige, is is going to maybe attempt? What do you think of that phrasing that Michael Waldron used that it's not going to be tied to anything? Do you guys think it's actually going to be tied to anything that we've seen outside of live action? No, I don't. I think it's going to be something entirely new. There's nobody more Teflon within the Disney sphere and within Hollywood right now than Kevin Feige. Kevin Feige can do no wrong. And if you're going to entrust anybody to jumpstart a new storyline, jumpstart something completely new and fresh, it's going to be Kevin Feige. Um, You know, the man has been one of the masterminds behind right now, in my opinion, the biggest franchise in, in, in the United States and maybe in the world in the MCU. Now, it's the MCU is even going through a little bit of transition itself at the moment. But if you're going to bring in somebody to reinvigorate star Wars and give us a new direction, it's Kevin Feige. And the great thing with Kevin Feige, because of always already existing relationships with John Favreau and those guys, he can at least communicate. He'll have a good communication with them. So they at least know what's going on. And I, cause I think that's been the biggest problem in star Wars for the last several years is the creators were not communicating with each other. And I think John Favreau kind of came in and has really fixed a lot of that problem. And then you bring in a Kevin Feige. I think the fact that you also have Taika with a project and people who know Kevin Feige and who already have a trust in Kevin Feige, they know to let him do what he's going to do and kind of leave him alone about it. My only concern as far as the movie side of it goes right now with the other projects is it feels like a little bit like Oprah Winfrey in Star Wars right now. You get a Star Wars movie. You get a Star Wars movie. You get a Star Wars movie. (laughs) Yeah. so they're just hanging mm-hmm. up. But if, if there's anybody right now who I think it's the most legitimate and the person I would trust the most, it would be Kevin Feige to get us out of this Skywalker saga mm-hmm. loop we seem to be stuck in. And I think they feel like uh, there there needs to be an out. There needs to be uh, these fresh stories to kind of take us somewhere because mm-hmm. you've, you've kind of saw it at the end of the uh, return, revenge, blah blah blah, 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 the Skywalker saga. What, what was the final <laughs> movie again? Oh, return right. of the rise of, the rise of the rise of. Uh, can we cuss on here? I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. Yeah, Star the rise Wars. of Crapwalker. Yeah, where's Rude that. Kid? Essentially, they uh, they made it feel like they were going to go uh, for you know a past past the Skywalker saga. We lost the Skywalkers, but then oh. that Rise of Skywalker came out and they just brought it right back in, didn't they? Milked it, man. Milked uh, it. Yeah, and and I feel like, you know, with the uh, events of, I almost said The Mandalorian, The Book of Boba Fett, <laughs> it felt like, again, Luke is kind of like, all right, later, and we don't need Luke anymore. And it was just pure, purely because, you know, baby Grogu makes the money. And they mm-hmm. can't get rid of it. They needed to bring him right back in. They, yep. I feel like he was gone. He was going to be gone. Um, yeah. And then maybe down the line, they would tell us a story. Yeah. But I do feel like they do understand that there needs to be uh, something fresh, something new. And again, because Kathleen Kennedy tends to say yes. She said yes. Uh, she was a yes woman for George Lucas and Spielberg, Spielberg for yeah. the longest time. Jurassic Park. I mean, Visionaries, yeah. right? Visionaries. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like because Feige now is coming in, she's like, okay, good. Yes. Like she's going to say yes. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. See, and we always talk, I talk about that on the podcast a lot. Uh, Is that, is that like, you know, I don't want to say she's at the right place at the right time for certain things, but she really is. 
when it comes down to like Jurassic Park because she gets her names on it. You know, her names on her re- on her resume speaks for itself. I was on Jurassic Park. I ha- she could say I helped create this. I helped did this. But in reality, I mean, it just shows like when she's in the driver's seat. Where where where's the creativity? Where's that? Where you where, where was on your resume? You know. Um, and you know everyone agrees like Kevin Feige, but I mean I'm kind of had to politely disagree, man. I wish you know Kevin Feige, he's good at where he's at. Uh, there's no indication that he wants to leave there. But I mean, can he do both though? Can he manage both, uh, really both houses at Disney? Can he really do that? And if he does, he better get that pay increase like crazy because. I mean, stop. We know this. I mean, he knows how huge the Marvel fans are, and he knows how big Star Wars fans are. I mean, he is one, so it's just it's very critical, and it's just I don't know. I, I mean, I I don't doubt his skills in doing it, but it's like, I mean, Disney better be paying him a good chunk of money to be able to do that. Here, here's a bigger question because of what I think Kevin Feige, like I said earlier, he's Teflon, and I, I know that he's had some ins. In goings on with Chapek, and they haven't mm-hmm. seen eye to eye. Yeah, you know what a hot seat Chapek is on. Is <laughs> yeah. Kevin Feige in in line? He's he he has. They've left him alone with the MCU. That's the, yes. That's one of the reasons why I want to see him get in Star Wars because Disney leaves him alone. They let mm-hmm. him do his creative thing. He makes some Disney, money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Disney couldn't keep their hands off Star Wars when they first got it. They had to do all these things they left marvel alone because they marvel had already established themselves mm-hmm. so my hope is is if if kevin fight even if he just does one film and just kind of like gives it a kickstart into a new direction i think that's what they're looking for for him mm-hmm. maybe maybe he's getting burned out on marvel maybe he wants to make the change over to star wars i'm sure he's been grooming somebody out of all that team he's built at the, with the mcu or yeah. like i said maybe he's looking at a bigger picture bigger seat that's probably going to be available sooner than later yeah no, I, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm excited for it. Yeah, I, I really am. But at the same time, just like stay where Marvel's at because you're doing a good job there. I mean, it's it's just tough because you know now you're gonna have to manage both universes per se, right? No pun intended. Um, no, no, uh, another galaxy a far, far away, uh, knowing that they opened up the can of worms of multiverse and everything. So it's just it's it's definitely uh it's you know I, I don't have no doubt that he can do it, but it's definitely a challenge there, man. I'll say that definitely a challenge. There's yeah, well, it's just one film. So I yeah. mean that that's all that we're talking about right now. I I think we would love to see what a Kevin Feige led Star Wars thing what Kathleen Kennedy is basically I, doing right now, president of yeah. Lucasfilm. It'd be interesting to see what he could do, but of course he has that whole Marvel Cinematic Universe on his mm-hmm. plate. So and he talked about it recently that he's going to he was at a retreat when he went to CinemaCon that he's going yeah. to plan out the next 10 years of Marvel. If he's going to stay there, we, of course, don't know. And there are some people thinking that maybe, yeah, he is like what Kyle said. He's grooming people um, to take over his place. So, I mean, if he moves on from Marvel, I mean, he could just go across the hall to Star Wars, possibly. Yeah. And I think Kathleen Kennedy re-upped her contract for just maybe two or three more years. And in two or three more years, that might be just one more film being released. Mm-hmm. We touched on Rogue Squadron. We have no idea when that's going to come out, if it's ever going to come out. Hopefully we get details at Celebration, and me and Robert can be there live and witness that at the panel if we win the lottery. Watch Um, exclusive, exclusive footage only there, and it's just it's (laughs) like it's like Petty Jenkins. It's like they they got they photoshopped her out. They put another director in there, and then it's the X Wing coming out again. I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely. 
I'm definitely excited for Star Wars Celebration. It's it's definitely going to be an experience for you guys, especially. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm going to be at home working, so it's it's def- y'all going to be out there uh, knocking it out, man. It's going to be awesome for you guys. Well, yeah, the great thing is if you don't go to Celebration, of course, you're going to watch all the live streaming, which they did announce yeah. that that is still happening, and um, they put out a graphic here. Anthony and Andy are going to be back uh, along oh, with I Hector see. Navarro as well. I think Robert actually knows Hector, right? We do, yes. Hector Navarro was in the movie Trivia Schmodown along with us. In fact, we've Whoa. got a poster on our wall in our living room, and Hector Navarro's on it, so I get to stare at his face every day. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. So yeah, yeah that, that's one thing I can say that is fantastic about the whole Disney-Lucasfilm merger. I can say many things, but that one yeah. thing that they actually do the live streaming <clears throat> every single day and, and kind of keep the fans that can't make it out to Celebration covered on everything that goes on. But I also did want to talk about this uh, Kenobi, this Obi-Wan Kenobi press tour that's going on and all the pictures and all the interviews and all the quotes from Hayden and Ewan. And I mean, all, these pictures that are coming out are just phenomenal. Just to see Hayden and Ewan together. It's, I mean, look at what Hayden's wearing. I mean, that's, that's, <laughs> that screams Darth Vader. <laughs> oh, let me move this way. Oh. So I mean, yeah, I mean, the, the press tour started in Berlin, and we we got some stuff leaked out. So a little bit of uh, video on YouTube came out, but not until they hit London. They they did a couple of shows. I think they did the BBC One show, and mm-hmm. that's when we really got a lot of information in regards to Ewan's experience, Hayden's experience uh, before, during the prequels after the prequels and and now and the biggest takeaways that i got was the fact that ewan recognized that the prequels at the time weren't universally accepted like the original trilogy was and there was a lot of backlash and a lot of hate and a lot of stuff those guys went through and it was almost kind of a situation where ewan's like i didn't sign up for this i signed up for all the love that the original trilogy got. But now mm. in 2022, all those kids that went to go see the prequels are grown now. They're adults. They can, they have the money to spend. And we have multiple generations on the podcast. We have younger generations and they all love the prequels as much as I do. I guess I'm an old guy. I'm 40. How I love the original trilogy. And it was astonishing when, when I first met these people. It's like, wow, they, they speak like how I used to speak about the original trilogy in, in such mm-hmm. a glowing way. And, and yeah, it's, it's, it's this generation's time. And it seems like Ewan and Hayden are getting all the love and respect. And all the media members are about that right age where they experience the prequels at that right time in their life where it's it's just an incredible thing me i was a senior in high school when i think episode nine or episode (laughs) one came out and i experienced it as as uh, a young adult and i loved it but i i i did see a lot of hate and a lot of like why is this so different from the original trilogy but Mm. like i said this this younger generation it's like yeah it's it's what my experience was with the original trilogy and like robert was saying i think all star wars is great i mean there's some stuff that i don't like a lot of stuff that i do but i mean it's it's not all gonna be roses and flowers you know i mean it's it's Mm. it's just one of those things so have any of you guys seen any of the press that they're doing any of the 
videos yeah, on YouTube. I, I saw a lot of the London stuff more, uh, more so. And I also loved how uh, I think it was an interview where Ewan was just like, I had to, you know, um, re. I guess he, he, if I'm not mistaken, he did say he rewatched the or he was going to or something like he rewatched the 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 ones he was in, of course. And then he was just practicing hello there or like just kept practicing that and i was just like dude that's awesome i love it i dig it i mean ewan mcgregor he's just a really great actor i really enjoy him every time he's on a movie ticket i'm just like game game all day yeah i just i I love that man i just they just it just felt so almost like a family you know it's just like hey we're together we're gonna support each other no matter what everyone's excited for this project i know i am it's cool to see hayden christensen back in the you know back in that suit again it's cool to see the og stormtroopers man i I love i love it all that was awesome (laughs) can we talk about hayden's jacket though like the the actual design of hayden christensen's jacket looks like the same exact material that Darth Vader wears like long sleeve. Like it looks almost identical with the lines and everything. Yeah. Uh, granted the pants were a little left, less to be desired, but oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, look at that dude. It looks yeah. like what Vader wears, uh, you know, on his long sleeve. So uh, I love how he came in embodying once again, that dark side, you know, Jedi, former, former, you know, I almost said Jedi Master. Sorry, oh, buddy. Oh, man. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you're a, you're, you're a soul crusher, man. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure he remembers that every day when he wakes up in his oh, tube man. of healing. But no, like, I'd love when they walked out there, man, and, and uh, Hayden. Hayden was obviously the one that I looked at first because it's been a mm. while since I've seen yeah. Hayden. Uh, and so getting him right back into where they left off, but I feel like the entire mood has changed surrounding mm-hmm. his character, yes. his his um, participation, and what we're going to get from him in a character that we really wish we got more of uh, in the prequel trilogy in terms of him as Darth Vader. So uh, he was all smiles when he walked out. Granted, I felt like a little awkward uh, where there was, uh, I just felt like, you know, they, they're all just standing on a rooftop together. It, it felt kind of weird with a bunch of press just kind of, you know, shouting at them. But still, <laughs> I was excited to see them together, hearing him talk about the brotherhood that him and uh, Obi-Wan, Ewan McGregor felt, seeing Moses Ingram, which, oh, there it is. Yeah, go back, go back. Yeah, that, that, that other picture with the two of them, the brother, the, uh, yeah, the right the, there, man. The the yeah, love, man, it. the bromance that they have, the rekindling that they went through, catching up, he said. And that jacket kind of looks Ewan's jacket kind of looks like Han's jacket in uh yeah. Empire Strikes Back a little bit. But yeah, it's like the fact that they're together, the fact that Moses and his pants have the high ground, apparently. Oh, they sure do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they noticed that. Dang. Plenty of that stormtrooper white socks going on right there. Yeah. But, but the inclusion of uh, Moses Ingram and, of course, Deborah Chow, having them along for the ride, too, because I feel like, you know, they're going to be such a big part of it. I do feel like they're a little bit overshadowed because of uh, Hayden and Ewan once again. But we got to remember what Deborah Chow has done so far for the TV series, uh, or at least her inclusion in the live action TV series on Disney Plus, and then getting to see, you know, the... Uh, uh, Inquisitors once again stalking down the uh, the Jedi, at least in a live action form. We've seen it yeah. in video game form. We've seen it in animated form. Yeah. And now we're going to get to see it go down in live action. 
does everyone like the way they were drawn out? So, I mean, I guess how they're how they look in live action, or did anyone have any like? I guess um, I have to wait to see. Yeah, okay. from what little I've seen, I've, I've 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 liked it. I I think one of the big things is too, too for me, is the, the whole prequel trilogy is so interesting because you have Clone Wars supporting it, and yeah. that really reinforced it for that generation. And so I think there's a lot of fans out there who still kind of have in the back of their mind too, not only those live action performances but all those animated. And with the voice actors and that that performance, reinforcing those characters, which makes those characters stand out that much stronger. What I think the person who's going to come out of this as a superstar is Deborah Chow. I think yeah. being able to do the whole series herself and really have that control. But I also think with this press tour, one of the big things is it, Disney knows they're walking the tightrope with the show because <laughs> the, you're messing with a lot of canon here. Yeah, and there's people just waiting to pounce not just not just enjoy the show for what it is but waiting to pounce at any remote misstep and what i what i love about this is too is that i think it opens the show up to more people seeing you and and hayden together and especially this kind of redemption for hayden that that's been happening over the last few years with him being so great towards the fans him showing up at galaxy's edge a earlier a couple of years back before COVID really kicked in to everything, but mm. it's, it's been a great journey for him. And I think there's a lot of the care, a lot of the actors who've been feel a sense of redemption from the prequel trilogy. Now as the generation who grew up on the prequel trilogy gets to show their true appreciation for everything. And that, I think that's where Kenobi becomes in so important. And I think, I honestly think it is the most important star Wars show that they've done to this date on Disney plus, because it, if, it's the one that really does across all the borders because it yeah. is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. It hits all four quadrants. And I do agree that Hayden is probably going to get that, that certain amount of redemption. And I think he, and, and credit and kudos and whatever you want to call it, because before he did episode two, episode three, he was he was a real true up and coming actor. He did some really good stuff, and I don't think that the direction and, and the material of, of Star Wars really helped his career career out a whole lot. But I think he he still got it in him, and I think Lucasfilm giving him the chance to reprise his role as Darth Vader slash Anakin in the Ahsoka show speaks a lot. And also, in 2017, we talked about Orlando. When they had the 40th panel, he was on stage. He got one of the biggest ovations. So yeah. that told him, I think, <clears throat> right there, that really was the gauge to where he saw that the fans really wanted him back. Mm. And I think that that's true for all the prequel actors. We want to see these guys come back. We want to see that continuity. And and the, 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 the one funny one that always comes up is Samuel L. Jackson. During that 40th panel... He was on a video asking for a job, and he was directly addressing Kathleen Kennedy. And th- th- there was a there was a member of our Facebook group that actually brought up the whole. It would be interesting to see if if Samuel L. Jackson, Mace Windu's ghost, was actually like tormenting Anakin, <laughs> Darth Vader, um, and we somehow learn about that. And that, that made me really think about if that was technically possible. I know there's a lot of unspoken rules for being able to interact and see a force ghost. I think the kind of unofficial rule is that you have, you had to have like interacted them physically or known them 
to actually see the ghost because I think that's kind of something that people have kind of picked up on without anyone really going into detail what that is. But yeah, they did touch up a little bit on it. They believe in, in the end of Clone Wars, whenever Yoda, Master Yoda, went to the Dagobah system, and then they and then uh, a lot of it. It's always been like even they mentioned it in the episode three, whenever before they went to hiding. Um, remember, I don't know if y'all remember where Yoda's like, oh, uh, I'll teach you to communicate with Master Qui-Gon. So again, oh, like, remember. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> I was just thinking, okay, I was just making sure. Uh, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, I could have sworn that happened. But um, uh, again, though, it just, yeah, I, I'm, I'm on board for it. You know, it's, I never understood the hate towards hating Christians or like the hate just towards the, I mean, towards, you know, the pre, the. I don't re- think he did either. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, I don't, I never understood that. I was just like, I mean, the movie are there i'm excited to see another star wars movie i mean um you know i'm, I'm excited to see what this series really unfolds here man I, I it's definitely gonna be a really good series here i feel like it's gonna touch uh up a lot of you know a lot of roots here when it comes down to like the dads and the sons and you know everyone getting together for, for to watch this series man it's definitely gonna be cool I'm, I'm curious to see what more uh toys and stuff they're gonna produce more i know they were just I know I could have sworn I saw them redo like they re-released uh, Vader's helmet again. I guess like the, the yes, black series, uh, but right? it, unfortunately okay. it's not going to drop until spring of 2023, which is really unfortunate. What the hell? What but the, the original, <laughs> yeah. the original helmet, yeah. it, it's really detailed. You can take the helmet off, take it apart, and there's oh, you okay. see the microphones and all the Dang. like circuitry. But that's actually not going to go into production anymore. So that's like a first gen helmet. So if you do oh, wow. come across that helmet, I would suggest pick it up if you're on the fence. But a 4K media guy on YouTube here, he brings up a, a very interesting thing that we probably should talk about. How do you guys feel with Hayden not announced as a guest for Celebration? Um, I have a lot of thoughts on it. Um, Hayden will be uh, at Celebration, we're thinking. I mean, most likely. I mean, for the Obi-Wan I series. I think so. But Rupert Friend was a last guest announced to sign and do photo ops with, apparently. But hmm. Hayden has been to convention, and he has signed during that time span between shooting the kenobi series and now and he was supposed to be at celebrity fan fest in san antonio i was going to be there in person to get his autograph and photo but of course he you and owen wilson canceled so they shut the whole thing down due to covid so yeah what what do you guys think the reason is for him not to be at a star wars celebration but do all these other conventions he might be a little busy right now it's production on ahsoka started so he might they may be able to pull him away for a day to show up at a panel or something mm, like that, yeah. but we don't know what especially with how production schedules are because of COVID COVID yeah. right now, it could be really hard. It's like, no, we've got him scheduled for these days. So maybe they felt like they could get him in for a panel, but they don't want to announce him as a guest because they can't guarantee how long he'll be there. I mm-hmm. think Ahsoka is shooting at Manhattan Beach where they shot Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett. So I mean it's pretty close to Anaheim, so it's not that far away. Yeah, well, how, how how can they not though? It's kind of hard because like Obi Wan opens up that weekend. Why would you not get people more pumped up to having you know the one of the essentially lead stars of the show, um, not at at like nothing but Star Wars celebration? You know. Well, now granted, they, they haven't announced Pedro Pascal as a guest either, so oh, you've got to yeah. figure that Pedro Pascal 
will be there for the Mandalorian. It just yeah. kind of makes sense that he would be there for his own panel uh, unless <laughs> yeah. they were filming something else utilizing him. So what I think yeah. is because Hayden Christensen is busy and is doing uh, Ahsoka, I feel like there is the possibility that they'll do what they do at San Diego Comic-Con, fly him in, he'll show up <laughs> at the panel, yeah. they'll meet and greet and do their thing, and then he... Well, I just pulled my monster and then flies <laughs> off to go back to, to filming. So yeah. I feel like he'll be there. He just won't be, you know, at the capacity that he typically yeah. is in terms of in and out and pictures and stuff where yeah. Owen, Owen, you uh, is much, I would love to meet, uh, uncle Owen too. That'd be badass. The Joel Edgerton was there to take pictures. Dang. Um, but I, I, I do feel like it, 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 it's a missed opportunity for them to not have you in and Hayden mm for pictures together i mean yeah. i would pay a ridiculous price for that oh yeah but because he is filming i do feel like uh they bring him in for the panel and then send him off to wherever he needs to go next so that makes I think sense he'll be there i could see i could see that with robert scenario definitely i agree there man I, yeah i've seen that happen plenty of times pedro better be there though uh i don't know is he i don't even know if he's signed up for any projects right now um uh he's but, pretty busy uh, yeah, he's still doing I know last, he of last of Us. Yeah. Oh dang! I don't. Shit. I don't true. know, man. I forgot about that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, That's I haven't the... heard any news if that has ended. I think you guys would know better than me about that. Um, last but... I heard, it hasn't wrapped up filming yet. It got some delays again because of COVID. So I think he might be using this break right now to do some of the final shot shooting on mm. it. Because I know it got pushed back to 2023. So. Right. Yeah. You know, uh, with Robert saying what he said, it, it brought up an interesting uh, trivia question I got for you guys. I want to see if any of you guys actually know this. So who was Obi-Wan Kenobi, Ewan McGregor's stunt double on the prequels? Oof. No idea. No idea. <laughs> I'll be honest. Right. Yeah. No idea. No <laughs> I'm idea. not going to pretend to know his brother. No, I'm just kidding. I don't even know if he has a brother. <laughs> yeah. Super close, man. It was Joel Edgerton's brother. Really? What? Weird, right? What? <laughs> Keeping it fun. all right. Yeah. So ba fun. back at that point of the prequels, Joel Edgerton wasn't a famous actor yet. So, I mean, no, he was not even close. new actor cast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and Joel Edgerton is extremely talented. He's a, he's a talented yeah. director, actor. Um, Check out The Gift. If you haven't yeah. seen yeah. The Gift. Directed by Joel Edgerton, yes. Directed yes. by Joel Edgerton. Yeah. It's so damn good. Incredible. It's creepy as hell. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. And I love that he's back, you know, and I love the memes that are going around too, where he's just kind of tormenting uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi and all these burning everyone. The <laughs> yeah, he's just burning them all. Hayden Christensen or Anakin Skywalker. So. And if you want to see those memes, you can check them out at our Facebook group, Star Wars Stuff Podcast Facebook group. So I have a bunch of them there, actually. But um, yeah, turning to Star Wars Celebration, I want to get your guys' kind of thoughts, especially Robert, since you're going. What are you expecting to see at that first Lucasfilm Showcase panel? It's about 90 minutes long, I believe. It's it's the first yeah. big panel. It's happening on Thursday. Sure. Who do you expect <laughs> to walk across that stage? Check it with TT. Ooh. I do, I, I do yeah. really think mm -hmm. that uh, they are yeah. that that other than what's going on with Feige, uh, which is very, very much could have they could have feige walking across that stage which could you imagine already you have all these diehard marvel fans uh that you know worship 
everything that Feige has done, whether you like some of the movies that they've created or not. Uh, but you you understand what gravitas he brings to his presence. And I feel like him walking out and you know how he always wears the Marvel hats anytime <laughs> for whatever movie that he's he's wearing or working on. So I feel like on my wall comes out with a star wars hat <laughs> uh, uh that would be crazy but i do feel like one of the big ones will be taika watiti uh now granted i don't know where he is right now with thor love and thunder but i'm sure the, the you know it's it's at the point where he can step away for uh, a panel and and go back to working on it but taika watiti kevin feige those are the two that i think will end up coming out during that uh first panel i think um right. Well, I was just going to say, you know what Kevin Feige, if he were to come out, would do, he'd have the Marvel hat on, stop on stage, and then switch hats. I don't think, <laughs> I don't think he wants people to see him without the hat. Though. Oh, yeah, Unless he can do yeah. it, like, sneakingly. Oh, I've, I've seen him before without the hat on, on yeah. like, red carpets we, before events. Have, I mean, it, he's cool with it, but I, I think he that's, stage? like, his signature trademark. What, well, one I mean, person, yeah, pictures yeah. are out there. One person I do think you're going to see, too, is Diego Luna. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Andor hey, don't get as much love as it should. Man. I don't know though, man. Yeah, I it's, Diego Luna. I, I think oh, they yeah. have big plans for Andor. I think because that's the next that's the next show that's coming after Kenobi, and I they they were they already talking about season two of Andor as well. So I think there's some big. I think the big push for Andor starts at Celebration. Agreed. Agree. I'm excited to see all those characters, all those, you know, I'm, I'm, that is that is awesome if you're, you guys are able to, if they do walk on stage, it's definitely going to be history in the making for the new uh, the new movies that are coming out and everything. So it, it'll definitely be cool to see, man. I'm, I'm excited for that. Uh, excuse me why I changed my battery real quick, but yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely excited for that. I'm excited to see where they really go with, you know, more announcements because I don't know, do y'all kind of feel like they're going to announce like more stuff as far as like another animation show or like i mean i feel like they're gonna kind of take a page out of the marvel book and not get too far ahead of themselves okay now, granted it ain't it's not like they won't just pull it from the record if they end up <laughs> not doing it which star wars tends to do but yeah. i do feel like andor is going to be a big push the next mandalorian is going to be a big push uh soka is going to be a big push i guarantee you will get something probably a sizzle reel or a very very short teaser of whatever they filmed thus far on Ahsoka, which also leads yeah. me to believe, you know, that, you know, obviously Filoni will be there, but, you know, maybe that will be how they're like, oh, they couldn't be here because they're out filming this. Oh, um, yeah. We could see Rosario, we could see Rosario come in live from on set. Oh, yeah. Or like a video, right. like, yeah, like yeah. a video on set be like, you know, it's true to the character arc. You know, it's it's funny how, um, like, I remember, I remember Venom 2 did that. And and uh, uh, Tom Hardy was like, you know, we're go doing straight to the comics and everything. And I remember, uh, I think I saw it on Reddit or YouTuber. Um, it wasn't you, Robert, <laughs> but uh, someone was like saying, like, oh man, you know, this was BS from the get go. How Venom Two was just how Let There Be Carnage was just terrible and all this stuff. And but like it showed that clip of like he was on set and everything. So that, I mean, I, I could see that happening. I could see I could see that w where they're gonna go with uh, Ahsoka and everything. I just. I'm excited to see more uh, more new stuff, really. I mean, some footage here and there, but we're, I don't think we'll see Ahsoka footage at all, though, because it just started yeah. filming. It's, yeah. it's, it's true. But I, I have, I, I have they one did that with Iron Man, though. They did that with Iron Man. It had just yeah. started filming, and they got a jungle But, but that was too. John, though. That was John. That's all John, though. That's, That's all true. John. John it's is Filoni. smart. Yeah. John and Filoni like this. Yeah. 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 Hey. Yeah. 
yeah, I, I am 100% there. But at the same time, though, I'm all like, I, okay, if anyone has seen the movie Chef, it's such a great movie. Yeah, I, great movie. I mm-hmm. effing enjoy that movie so much. And just know that this guy cannot only make... I mean, he you know he made he he started the MCU right. John did, and it's just it's so beautiful. I I love him for Star Wars, but at the same time, I'm like I want to know what more he can do as a filmmaker of just doing whatever he wants original original movies or just I mean just in general. So that's why it's kind of like you know it's cool to see talk you know uh, talking and all them stuff come in and out. But at the same time, though, I'm all like, I want to see what other stuff. I want to see more, like more original stuff, like Jojo Rabbit coming in, like more of those those different uh, artistic films that I, I just enjoy, man. It's just definitely. I mean, some. I, I actually have one there. big hope. I have one big hope for Celebration, and I know it's probably a long shot, but I would love for an announcement of season two of Star Wars Visions. Which I thought they did. They said that they were. Yeah, doing, it was already they're, they're announced. They're doing it. Yeah, I. I, I've heard about the Jedi, the Jedi animated show, but I don't know. Just, yeah. I'm no. hoping. Th- have I they thought, officially announced the visions? I, I haven't I thought, heard. Of- I yeah, there's going to be a vision was. season two. Yes. The, for sure. yeah. Okay. Now the other question, I actually have a question for you guys: Is what about Acolyte? Do you do you think we finally get mm. more of Acolyte at Celebration? I hope. I don't know, man. I don't it, think we will. Though. Yeah, I don't think so. There's not really like nothing. There's no major marketing for it that I've seen, like anything big. Really, I would say. Um, yeah, and and that's why I feel like you know they're gonna do what Marvel tends to do, where mm. whatever is in the gun ready to show up is what they're gonna focus on, and yeah. then maybe they'll mention Acolyte <laughs> and they'll throw you know the graphic up on the screen Which, and like, they'll talk about it. All these timelines, and, yeah, and like say here's a director that we found for it, like and, and maybe <laughs> a star. But I feel like that would be the extent of what they'd give us versus mm-hmm. actually you know setting their efforts focusing their efforts towards what's coming down the pipe now yeah which is of course the ones we've already mentioned so yeah 4k media guy on youtube here was reading my mind for soka i'm excited to see ezra or who plays him and thrawn who do you think who who would be your fan casting for grand admiral thrawn i know there's been rumors out there that lars mickelson the voice actor from rebels was already cast Hmm. But now there is uh, seems to be some doubt about that. So who do you guys would think would be the perfect Thrawn? I would be fine with Lars Mikkelsen. I know the early kind of projections was maybe someone like Benedict Cumberbatch, um, who he, actually he... has been interviewed on red carpets. <laughs> and he's kind of let go that he does know who the character of Grand Admiral Thrawn is because he's answered right away about that. But of course, yeah. I mean... Everyone will probably bring that up to him, so I don't know what, where in the timeline that question was asked to him. But he is aware of, of Thrawn. He says he didn't want to do it because of the blue. Because yeah. he says that going and getting painted okay. blue every single day, day is, yeah. is just way too much. I saw that. Yeah, I saw that too. But, I mean, at the, at the same time, though, I mean, uh, they, are they confirmed are they is Ezra and Thrawn confirmed to be in this? I mean, obviously us know us being you know knowledge in this stuff. We we can only assume, you know assume and everything. Um, but I mean, it has, I don't think there's been anything official, right? From, Nothing official, right? Lucas we Snow. just have yeah, Ahsoka Tano in that Mandalorian season two episode, the Jedi saying yeah. where's Grand Admiral Thrawn, and so we're kind of assuming the Ahsoka show is going to take place with her search for Grand Admiral Thrawn, and of course at the end of Rebels. Ezra mm-hmm. left with Thrawn, so it only makes sense that there was there should be an Ezra casting. Well, 
and there's and been the, some actors. Sabine casting. Yeah, the Sabine right. casting. There's a Sabine casting. Mm, That's Sabine official. Casting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Ezra too. I mean, who would play Ezra? I know there was a particular actor kind of pining for the job, and I don't think he got it. But I think the popular belief, and it may have leaked that uh, the actor that played Aladdin, uh, I believe his name is Mina Musaud, uh, is yeah. going to be mm. Ezra Bridger. Uh, but of course, nothing's official yet, so we're just kind of in yeah. stasis right now. Now, I would you like, add that Disney connection in; it makes sense. And I would like that because there was that whole thing circulating about how after Aladdin came out, he, he got no calls. Yeah, like, right. Nobody yes. wanted yeah. to hire him. I, I and think that's it, yeah. yeah, I think it was just because how mixed uh how mixed critics were and how it just it's again it's a point of, it's a voice of opinion really when it comes down to it like the yeah and and it just it's really unfortunate for him um because you know i i'm not gonna say i loved aladdin i enjoyed it i really did it was fun it was quirky it was something different um i enjoyed him more um him and uh Ni- naomi naomi i'm sorry naomi uh, watts naomi watts no 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 naomi, naomi. No, yeah, it's a different Naomi, but yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. That, is King Kong. I just I love their chemistry together because it just felt so real and it was something very different, right? Um, and yeah, Naomi it was Scott. Naomi Scott. Scott. There you go. There yeah, you go. Naomi yeah. Scott. See, yeah. and she and she did a solo voice, which was very different. You know, a different song. I love that because gave us something a little different. You know, um, but yeah, I just I, I don't know, man. I mean, he's gonna I guess play the adult version, right? Obviously, of of, of Ezra. I mean. It's not won't be a kid version of him, so you know I I could see that I really could. As far as Thrawn goes, though, it's it's tough, man. I mean, I mean, as far as A list goes, Mads Mikkelsen. I mean, yeah. I mean, but I don't know though. He well, doesn't... I mean, he already Mads already played Galen Erso in Rogue One, but it's his hey, brother. Just get him in. Just Lars get him Mikkelsen, in. He's dead already. Voiced. Oh, spoiler alert! He's dead. I was all, just <laughs> re- get him back in. I mean, come on, just get him back in. Play another role. He's blue. We probably won't even recognize him. I was all, I, I, now it could be just because on our channel we just went through the boys season one and two uh mm-hmm. and reacted to each episode on late to the party on youtube uh mm-hmm. i feel like anthony Starr would have been good had he not recently got mm-hmm. into trouble oh. uh and i feel like he would have been a really good thrawn uh but otherwise the man that's kind of in the disney family already and i feel like he is just a chameleon uh when it comes to changing his look and becoming someone different lee pace uh mm. who was in of course yeah. lord of the rings and he was in guardians of the galaxy yeah, he, he's used to blue yeah, yeah. Right? blue right <laughs> uh, i didn't even think of that <laughs> when i recommended <laughs> but you're right he's yeah. already kind of been there and it would be a different uh and then i think he was in twilight too go check out my twilight yeah. on the channel too uh but yeah Dang. i feel like he since he's in the, the the family already of the disney fam uh, maybe he would be able to pull it off too. So that's a good call, Lee Pace. So Kyle, <sighs> this this is a tough one because I really think it should be Lars. That's that's my feeling. Yeah. I, I I think okay. Lars already has the feel for the character. He he's got a connection with the character. I think he would be a very good casting for the character. I I was in the I I, I was in the Benedict camp for a while, but I think it's too close to Dr. Strange having been out and now he's so associated with that. I think mm. it's kind of one of those things where do you really, do we want to see those connections with the same actor playing two different major characters in two of the biggest franchises? I don't know if Disney would be willing to want wanting that as well. We want, we want to focus you as this one character 
Hmm. And so I, 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 I'm kind of, I'm curious to see, but I, I think it should be Lars. I think, I think he's got the connection to the character. He, I thought he was phenomenal voicing him in right at the end of rebels. And I think he could just carry, carry it right onto the live action. Yeah. What about Jason Isaacs? Even mm-hmm. though I think he should have been cast as, you know, the grand inquisitor, but uh, what if yeah. they brought him in as, you know, Thrawn, I, he's got the demeanor, he's got the look, he's got the voice. So I don't know. I feel like maybe he didn't get cast as a Grand Inquisitor because they wanted to use him for that. I don't know. Mm. I don't know why they didn't cast him in the first place, man. He would have been a badass Grand Inquisitor in live action as he was in uh, Rebels, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard a story out there. This is just on random social media that uh, fan Star Wars fans approached him and asked him about the possibility of him playing the Grand Inquisitor. And he was basically kind of like writing off Star Wars. He's like... he. It, I'm paraphrasing here, but he pretty much said he he didn't really care too much about Star Wars or for Star mm. Wars, so he really wasn't into yeah. it. So maybe they did ask him, and then maybe Rupert Friend was the backup. But I, I personally, I believe in Rupert Friend. I, I think he's a pretty good actor. I think yeah, they, they made a good decision on him. So, so the next thing I wanted to talk about was um, I'm curious to know. I know uh, Ryan because I follow him on social media. He goes to uh, Disney parks, um, but do you? And of course, Kyle, you're uh, you're very close to yeah. a specific. Park. Uh, I'm about um, an hour. I'm about 90 minutes away from Orlando, so. Oh, a lot wow. closer than me. <laughs> That's a lot closer than me. <laughs> than us. Than us. Hours. <laughs> than us. Yeah, Texas, San Antonio. Yeah. Than us, yeah, definitely. But yeah, something interesting kind of dropped on social media, and uh, Colin from uh, the podcast he he sent me a text about it, and uh, it's it's one of the cooler items that they just dropped, um, and it's fifty dollars, and I totally think it's worth the fifty. I'll put it up on screen now. Oh, <laughs> dude! So if you go to Disneyland Disney World, you can actually pick up uh, a Cam Tono here, the ice cream maker that. Uh, wow. Will Rowe Hood in The Empire Strikes Back made famous as he was running uh, in that cloud city. So uh, I don't know if it's functional. I don't know if it opens up. I don't know if you can stick a whole load of Beskar in there, but uh, <laughs> it definitely does look cool. And um, I'm in the 501st, and I have a lot of buddies that have created, have gone to eBay, bought that specific ice cream maker that they used in The Empire Strikes Back, painted it, and uh, carried it for the running of the Will Rose at Celebration, at all the various wow. celebrations that have happened. And yeah. uh, I'm not sure if there's a run scheduled, <clears throat> but hopefully uh, I'm on the floor and I get to uh, take video or pictures of that. But I thought that was pretty cool. Um, Robert, do you, do you go? Do you visit Disneyland? I know you're probably closer to that. Than I was going to ask you, Robert. Yeah, where are you closer by? Which which uh, side? I mean, we're close. We're, we live in Arizona, so we're really close to California. We drive to California. You felt like once a month for a while, every oh, wow. month the last few years before the pandemic. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, if you want, check out our reaction to Rise of the Resistance. Filmed our reaction on that ride. Did the whole picture-in-picture thing uh, because we we hit up Disneyland and California Adventure a ton. So mm. I, I did get to go yeah. to Galaxy's Edge for the first time uh, on my birthday, actually, in September, this awesome. past September. So we've shot a vlog there, our experience, testing out the blue milk, the green milk. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, man, they've got a hell of a lineup of different amazing products and merch and food 
at that place. I didn't get to try it all. And obviously I didn't get to buy it all. Um, <laughs> yeah. so seeing this, that they have that there. I love what they've done recently yeah. um, with bringing in some of the different lightsabers as well. Uh, so bringing in some uh, Fallen Order lightsabers. That was uh, um, just that, that being open to bringing in some of the other, you know, lore and, and merch from the games, from the cartoons, and then making it in a live action universe. It gives me hope that we're going to end up getting it uh, to live action because I think Cal Kestis is on his way. But yeah, uh, yeah seeing that they have this there now, um, I probably, the thing is, though, I typically will look at what they have there and then I go look for like, the actual like better version of it somewhere else where I could pay more <laughs> money and get it even better. Um, Cause I already, I already found one yeah. and it looks like there's somebody made one on Pinterest that fully opens up. It's amazing. It's looks weather worn. It, 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 I, I kind of want to get that one now from uh, yeah. Art station, I believe made it, but either way, seeing that they're offering these versions at galaxy's edge as well. Um, it's great. Now, if they just brought in more live action characters and storylines to Galaxy's uh, Edge, that yeah, would make yeah. it more fruitful. Yeah. Academy. That was going to be my point is that you were talking about bringing in the different lightsabers and things like that, and then bringing the, an item like this in. I think Disney's trying to figure out how to slowly incorporate things into Galaxy's Edge because I think if you talk to most people, that's the one knock they have on that is they've so time locked themselves mm. within Galaxy's Edge. And I think they instantly regretted it, especially with the success of the Mandalorian. And so yeah. I, it's something I, I've talked to some people I know, and it's something that they are trying to figure out how can, how can they do this? And I would not be surprised if we don't see within the next five years, some serious, some re renovations done to galaxy's edge to kind of expand that out. I think, I think the, the, the fault Disney had with that was they were so concentrated on the sequel trilogy and just mm -hmm. wanted to get that in everybody's laps and every in front of everybody. They didn't, I don't think they took time to hit the pump, the brakes and just say, wait a minute, there's a star Wars out there for every generation. And yeah. it, it, I think that's one of the biggest missteps Disney took with that attraction because rise of the resistance, the ride itself is absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. It's, it's, it's mind blowing. And so I hope they find a way to get that corrected over the next few years. In uh, in Disneyland, um, they never did the Imperial March over there, where they had the all like they had like Darth Maul, Vader. They never had that over there. I mean, they do it during like Star Wars night and stuff. No, like, but Star like, Wars yeah, they, they used so, to have, like Star yeah, Wars weekends where the yeah, whole park yeah. was like kind of like Star Wars themed, oh, and they wow. would have original trilogy so, characters walking through the park. Um, I would I would always go to I, so I was a pass holder for Disney um for Disney World. I'd never been to Disneyland. I'm going to Disneyland in October this year, so I'm excited. But you um, live in Texas, you're so much closer. I feel I did, no. If for me, it was just cheaper to go to Disney World for some whatever reason. Uh, I was a crazy one. I went during COVID uh, and that when it opened up again, and there was like no one in sight within like 50 feet, which was yeah, much like the park was like it, empty. It, it was mind blowing. Yeah, yeah I was just like. <laughs> is this place open? Um, and then uh, I was so blessed to really go like the week after uh, Galaxy's Edge opened up uh, in, in Disney World. Again, just talking about Disney World. They used to do the Imperial March every single day. They'll have it, I think like three or four showtimes and they would literally get all the old ones. Boba Fett would come out even. Um, just the old classic trilogy. But again, they would not be walking around. They would just show up and walk around, uh, uh, do the Imperial March 
and then um they didn't have luke they didn't have yeah. han and they, they, they up doing yeah. that probably within like two or three months after Galaxy's Edge opened. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, because um, uh, I remember whenever Galaxy's Edge opened, uh, like because I was going so much, uh, like later that year, they're like, "Oh, we're gonna stop going. We're gonna stop doing it." Um, I live in Cali and still haven't gone. Oh, <laughs> yeah, and like uh, it, it, it's definitely um, uh, I was definitely sad because I was like, dude, like. It was so cool to see, and they would play like this big old monologue in the screens that they had there in Hollywood Studios in in Florida, um, and like they would play this play this thing saying, you know, Yoda, Darth Maul, talking about the dark side, the good yeah. side of the Force. It was real cool, and they were all just standing there in the heat, right? It's freaking hot as hell. Yeah. They're standing mm-hmm. in that heat. I mean, Darth Maul was sweating. It was so cool though because he came out with his lights. He starts twirling. I was like, what the heck is going on here? And it was so cool, but that was the downfall. There was that like I was like, why aren't they walking around in Galaxy's Edge? Like yeah, they they weren't ba- they basically weren't allowed. Disney, yeah, weren't, Disney was not allowing yeah. any characters from any of the other films. It had to be from the sequel trilogy God. or something they create or the characters they created for Galaxy for Galaxy's Edge specifically. And that's that's been the that's been one of the biggest frustrations yeah. with, with, with the park. The park itself is beautiful. They did an amazing job with it. But it de- it doesn't have something for all the Star Wars fans. Yeah, yeah the exceptions of- will be Star Wars Night, which yeah will be happening oh, that dang. Friday of celebration. Oh, and man. I have this pamphlet here that tells you exactly who's going to be in the park. You can oh, see there wow. Sabine, Ezra, what Captain the Rex, the Seventh Sister, Ewoks, Ahsoka Tano, wow. Jawas, among that's way more Vader, Maul, Imperial Stormtroopers. So. Yeah, I don't. I don't know, Robert. Are you going to go to this? Okay. So no, I'm not. Uh, just oh. because uh, we ended up getting our passes after they already sold out. Like we didn't know we were going to celebration until we received verification, and once we got the verification, all the passes for Star Wars Night were already sold out at Disneyland. Otherwise, we would have been there. Now, granted, they already had Star Wars Night at Disneyland on May 3rd and May the 4th, mm-hmm. and it's the exact same thing as it right. is going to be on the 27th. So oh, okay. if you, you want to get a feel for what it's like, uh, Ordinary Adventures on YouTube went and chronicled it. Uh, Best Life and Beyond went and chronicled it. And Fresh Baked Disney went and chronicled it. So if you want to get a feel of what it's like, the downside to Star Wars Night at Disneyland is that it starts at 9 p.m. and it goes on until, I believe, 1 in the morning. But the problem is, is that the lines for all the meet and greets oh. throughout the park fill up so much that you'll end up spending one to two hours in line just to take a picture with any of these legacy characters because they got the emperor they have sabine they have captain freaking rex is wandering around what yeah they got rex yeah they got shut the hell up oh my god Uh, dude if you are going to get in line you're going to be there an hour two hours just pretty much your whole night that's your whole night and if you want to ride you're gonna have to haul ass all the way over to galaxy's edge to do the rise of the resistance i heard not all the rides in the park are open but you've got hyperspace mountain of course that's open you've got the even rise of the resistance went down really early and was down the rest of the night at uh i think on the fourth so (laughs) that is the one thing with that ride it is buggy is always get out. and sure. i'll give you i'll give you i mean it's not any better in orlando guys i'll tell you right now it breaks down consistently i mean it's always it's always messed up like i, I kid you not there's not a time where i've gone where it's not oh right has been you know broken down for and then it'll come back within like an hour or so but like i mean is the, the disneyland like um besides that night does it get fixed pretty quickly at all like when y'all been or no 
Not always. So oh, like man. that night that it went down, I believe it was on May the 4th, it went down fairly early and then it never came back up for the rest wow. of the night. Yeah. So yeah. that Why? wipes out one of the main attractions for a Star Wars night. Uh, but, you know, they had some yeah. awesome lightsaber gatherings, one with Mickey and Minnie right in front of the castle. And then oh, they did cool. the, the lightsaber collection uh, where everyone showed up in Galaxy's Edge and Ray did a whole thing. And again, check out those channels I mentioned yeah. because they got some amazing amazing shots from star wars night if you're not going uh otherwise if you are going it's going to be a different atmosphere i feel when it's star wars celebration you're going to have tons of people from celebration going over to disneyland to check it out and be there that night i wish being that it is much lower capacity that they would open up the capacity so the rest of us can go to star wars night because we'd all be willing to pay the tickets but again that's probably how they're able to keep the lines at an hour and two hour versus you know three or four if all of us got to go they're, in they're so. still not there's not a hundred i guess they're not releasing a hundred percent capacity well, see, at the moment from what i've heard from the people that went on the third and the fourth this month in may they said that they've overbooked disneyland for star wars night each night so that's why you have all the long lines and it actually wow. opens up technically for star wars night at 6 p.m but the tip that I saw someone say is get there at 4 p.m. so mm-hmm. that you can get your bracelet because they kick everyone out of the park that doesn't have a bracelet on. Oh, but okay. just so you know, if you are there, you can't buy the food. You can't buy any of the stuff that's specifically for Star Wars night. They hold it all until 9 o'clock if you're trying to wow. go and get yeah. the snacks and stuff specifically for Star Wars night. So they they treat fun. it the same way they do like their Christmas parties or yeah. their Halloween parties. I mean, but still yep. at Christmas parties though, it's like at seven, isn't it? It's like at seven or eight. Sure. I mean, yeah. it's not that nine is so late. Nine is well, late. They're, not, they're not wanting to conflict with the convention either. They want to give people time at the convention to get over. That's true. Oh, true, true. They should, well, they the should, convention is yeah. going to be over fairly early. I mean, it's going to end and then Star Wars Night's going to begin. And it's just a simple five minute walk from Anaheim Convention Center I mean, to Disneyland. Yeah, I, I just it's just if you don't obviously if you don't have a ticket to both then you can't go to you know you can't go to Disneyland so it's like it's it would make more sense if like oh Star Wars Celebration you go to it you attend it you get you get to go to Star Wars at night or or something like of that combo but obviously they're not gonna do that but it just yeah it seems kind of seems definitely um, they're definitely missed opportunities there it d- definitely is it, where it's starting so late in the at night I mean. I don't know because I mean, you said that song uh, is that on the first night? It's on that the is on the twenty seventh, which is Friday. Oh, that would Friday! That would be the second night. Second night, right? Because it yeah. starts Thursday. Okay, Thursday, gotcha. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Star Wars Celebration. Yeah, Damn. they're not giving away tickets, but <laughs> we are. We're giving Ooh. away a four day pass to Star Wars Celebration. Go. All you have to do is subscribe, like, and hit the bell notification to enter in for a live give- giveaway before the. Last podcast we have before we make the trek out to celebration. So we put that out all over our social media. I'll put it in the show notes uh, so you can find out exactly how to win this badge right here in my hand. And of course, once you do win it, we will verify that it is you and uh, <laughs> mail it out to you two day priority mail. So you'll have it before celebration starts on Thursday. So, damn, big giveaway that. right there. That's Get exciting. Bi- yeah, big giveaway. Dun, dun, dun. I'm oh, sorry. No, no special effects. Uh, I thought you were just flashing your badge. I was going to say, mine's actually in the Sith Holocron back here. <laughs> oh, <laughs> dang. That's what we, that's good what we safe place for it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Good good place nice. right there, man. So, yeah, guys, that's pretty much all I had. Did anyone have anything else they wanted to address uh, related to Star Wars stuff? 
Did you try the blue milk, Robert? I did, yeah. And in fact, you could. <laughs> I, did a, <laughs> I, I did a pretty lengthy, not a lengthy, but in depth uh, review of the green milk and the blue milk. And uh, yeah, yeah, I'd say the blue milk is my favorite out of the yeah. No. yeah. Anyone, anyone like green milk, David? You I like do. Green milk? I like the what? green milk more than a. <laughs> what? Yeah. I like the color blue better than the green oh, because okay. I'm an OT guy. But yeah. I mean, the green milk, I could actually like buy it and actually enjoy drinking it more than the blue milk. So yeah, I was Dang. fortunate to try both. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, of course, I was telling the guys earlier, this is probably the biggest pulp pop culture collection of brains that we've had on the podcast everyone has a channel everyone has uh, a, a place they want to plug so kyle we'll start with you uh where can people find you at uh you can find me on the fandom podcast network on youtube or you can also find our master feed for all of our podcasts at fpnet.podbean.com and you can find us too on twitter at fan pod network all right robert where can everyone find you Real quick for 4K Media Guy, the the lottery was supposed to open a couple days ago, but they ended up just pulling it and saying it'll happen sometime next week. So <laughs> no, we don't really it? know. Oh, that right now. Like celebration when, already in mid 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 con form. That's all I'm saying. Wow. <laughs> we don't know when that lottery is going to happen. Uh. Um, but late to the party. Look, check it for all the social networking places. Uh, we're going to be chronicling our adventure at Star Wars Celebration. We will be filming our reactions from inside any of the panels that we can get into. Uh, and if we don't get into the panels, we're filming it while we're watching it outside with everybody else on the big screens. So definitely <clears throat> hit up our channel uh, because tip we've done it before at San Diego Comic-Con uh, with the Marvel a Hall H panel. And we're Damn. planning to do it once again uh from inside these panels so you don't want to miss them uh at late to the party on youtube awesome and ryan what's going on guys star wars fans i'm ryan d at alamo city movie talk it's a local channel we got here guys that we review all movie related not just pop culture we we talk about we dissect all the oscar worthy films out there and just how the artistic films like the northman and all these how these lord how these original uh films really come about so it's definitely Definitely check it out, guys, on YouTube, all social media outlook. And my ad again, you know, once again, you know, David, I'm a huge fan. Robert as well. You know, just you, you guys are killing it, man. Kyle, check out your channel, man. It's really, it's, that. yeah. Fan, what was it? Fandom? F Fandom Podcast Network. We cover everything. We we have awesome. shows on Star Wars. We have shows on Star Trek. We, we have a show we like to call Couch Potato Theater where we talk about those movies. You might own those movies in several different <laughs> versions, but if it pops on cable, you're going to stop and watch it anyway. So Tombstone. Exactly. Every single time, man, I watched that. Dang. Exactly. Now we're talking. And, <laughs> and you guys have a Highlander podcast, right? Yes. Uh, Kevin Reitzel, my partner, uh, runs a Highlander podcast that was one of our founding podcasts called Blood of Kings. We've been fortunate enough to have Adrian Paul on, Elizabeth oh, Grayson, wow. a lot of the people from the Highlander show, a lot of love there. And Kevin and Lee do a Lee Fillingsness do a phenomenal yeah. job on that show, giving everything Highlander. Dang. That's what's up. Man. All right. Awesome, man. <laughs> yeah. For Kyle, Ryan, Robert, my name's David. May the force be with you. Always. Always. Always.